Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. Jordan Jordash. Um, so, a little change of plans. It was a miscommunication. We are now covering episodes on Season 3, Episodes 7 through 9. So, next episode, it's just going to be massive, talking about this whole finale. Uh, but to be honest, this episode's not going to be that much smaller either, I think, just because... There's a lot to talk about here. Introduction of some new characters, along with a little bit better understanding of the protomolecule, with, I think, even more questions about the protomolecule. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually going to start this with a kind of cliche intro. What did you think? <laughs> About this first episode? Yeah, there's just these three episodes, seven through nine. Like, because you can tell it it almost feels like a start of a new season in the way it kind of like jumps forward in time a bit. And well, it feels more characters. like after the ring popped up, it feels more Stargate y now. It, it, it feels like, all right, now it feels more like sci fi. Before I could actually, like, you know, but, oh, yeah, this could happen in real life. Yeah, this okay, could no, that's real. fair. But now, it felt now more it science and more fiction. S- now now there's more fiction, fiction applied yeah, to yeah. the story. And I don't know. I I just I have all these questions like, where does the portal go? Does it dismantle things when you enter the portal? But obviously we answer some of those you know, throughout these episodes. But, you know, in the first episode when the guy... Oops. Uh, yeah, okay, so... It's the ring. I mean, my first thought was like, oh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. This dude definitely is a kill-off character. <laughs> okay, so did you think he was going to die in that way? N- no, I wouldn't say... I thought it was going to be a solid wall. So I did okay. think the whole ship was going to blow up, not just okay, him. Okay. Uh, okay, that's fair. Um, funny thing. I've never... I've seen people get cut in half. Um, horizontally, you know, like from head down to like your mm-hmm. legs, like that way. And uh, oh, sorry, that would be vertically and horizontally at like the waist. I've chop. never seen uh, cut in half where it's like from the sideways, like your ears. You know what I mean? Like he was his forward half was pulled forward as his seatbelt kind of held his back half back. And it was like a, a sectioned chop. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it's just, I've never seen this. I feel like there's so much creativity when it comes to butchering somebody. That uh, has to be the worst way to freaking die. It's, it's definitely awful. one of the most gruesome I've ever seen, I think. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen one that's more gruesome than that. Um, but I don't know, like, would that be painful, you think? I feel like for that split second, that has to be extreme pain, right? Because your body's just stretching itself. It's, I don't know, I mean... And all, like, I don't know, like, you're gone, so what's it, like... <laughs> right, like that but guy's, uh, like, just death. for that split second, your body's in such... It has to be such... You, I feel like you might feel it for that time. Unless, like, that, that impact kind of made him go into a state of, like, shock or vertigo or whatever. Or even passed out, maybe, going from that fast of a speed to that low. I don't know. I think, I think, I think he didn't feel sh- nothing. I, just absolutely. I, for his sake, I really hope so. But, and I know we're talking yeah, a little longer about him than we probably should, but it's fun. He, um, blasted the camera. Sorry, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a public execution too because he was live streaming it. Um, he, uh, his girlfriend cheated on him with his own brother. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about this. I just realized that as you're saying that. But yeah, yeah that the dude's in the background. I'm like, oh my god, can we please not like? Yeah, I'd rather not see the lower half of a man in this one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was oh. just like, oh god. And then, but then you know, of course, she came crying back as soon as. Uh, he got gangster he was with getting it. Some, uh, yeah. Some uh, popularity and fame. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we can move on to our. I don't know. I feel like we just wrap the episode right there. No, I'm um, uh, that's probably true. No, I'm just kidding. So we start as uh, the the pieces are kind of placed on the board, essentially, right? Like, and again, this episode feels like the beginning of a new season and the reason that is is because uh this marks the beginning of a new book actually really yeah so the end of the last there's a there's a a time jump right yeah so what we just finished where um you know Jules Biermau is arrested and right so is Aaron right or all of them are arrested yeah because they that was the end of Caliban's war yeah, Avasarala comes out and says in this yeah. first episode that, you know, they are um, being prosecuted enemies of the state, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so so this new this is a new book starting with Evidence Gate. So Evidence Gate. Yeah. And <clears throat> this is the beginning of uh, you you can feel it. this. You can feel this is the beginning of a new story because that uh, there's almost like a exposition explaining what happened within that time jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like you said, you know, Astrala saying that Aaron Wright has been uh, arrested and old boy resigned. Old and boy, you gotta stop. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to stop because it looks like he's we dead. Not see him for a while. Um, oh, I thought they just, I thought they were gonna kill him off. Well. Then, how would they kill him off? Do you think if they were any way possible? Any way possible? Maybe oh, they send him to that ring at later, high buddy. speed like they did. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see you anymore. Die. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> so, anyways, what's happening right now is that Australia has made been made was a secretary general of Earth. Thank the Lord, she yeah. needed to be there. Space queen, baby. Um. Didn't you say she? You were telling me today that she played in something else. Yeah. Okay. So there's a the PC, not the PC, the Xbox and Bethesda game show went on today, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a Civilization-like game uh, for a trailer that they were showing, and the trailer's like uh, narrating was done by Avastrala. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch this one then. Yeah, it, the game itself looked kind of mediocre, but man, it's got Avastarla narrating it. I if she so, yeah, narrated I mean, the whole game, I might get the game just for that. Just a lit. I would actually listen to dialogue at that point. Yeah, yeah which I don't do ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they'll be talking and they'll tell you like, "Hey, go search this crevice in the back part of the map for a secret item." Nope, I blew all the way past that. I'm already at the boss, and that guy's still talking. Like, don't play games with me. Okay, so. And on top of that, the Rasenate crew is not whole currently because Naomi is yeah, on the behemoth. The That's the best ship. ship of the OPA. The behemoth. Um, That's awesome. 
and aboard the Rossinate, um, because the Rossinate is being sued. <laughs> I love the beginning of this. This is just hilarious. The Rossinate is being sued by the Martian military, I guess, because yes. they got the ship. And the Rossinate's claim is that, you know, this is legitimate salvage. Yes. Uh, and and their legal fees are being paid by a documentary team. Right. And that, like, bewildered me. I was like, what is happening? What? <laughs> and, like, it's such a wild entrance. And, like, you uh, when you're watching this, it's like, whoa, I did not see that coming. Like, it, but it yeah. feels, uh, again, it's such a simple thing and it's not so grand in scale. It, fe- it makes it feel more real. Like, yeah, th- I could see how this would play out. Why, why, why the documentary crew? I mean, well, like, think about it, right? He's a hero of the belt. He started a war between Earth and Mars. He stopped the war between Earth and Mars. He was first contact with the proto molecule. There's a lot of stuff that happened in the solar system. That's true. I guess him. the Rasenate has always been there on the spot when everything's happening. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, old boy. Yeah. yeah. All the old boys. Where's the rest of the old boys? Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's only one Esteban. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, you know, there's going to be more old guys in the more, show, and uh, do we just call them old boys, or is this different? Ooh, this is a very good question, actually. I don't know. Because we have an old boy coming up we're going to meet, right? I mean, he's kind of old. Right? But no, Space Queen shall reign forever. Um, okay, fine. Whatever. You know that she would live under Space Queen's rule, for sure. Love Space Queen. So, yes, I would live. Well, I don't know. Earth's condition is pretty terrible. But... Yeah, at this point, yeah. yeah <laughs> Where every city I, I, seems like a major city. Yeah. Yeah, oops. So, uh... The documentary crew. The documentary crew has a blind guy. And I'll be honest, I didn't... I felt like he was blind, but then I'm like, no, he's not blind. But then I was like, no, I think he is blind. And it was kind of jumping back and forth. But yeah, he is blind. Um, yeah, and, and the he weird, uses like the, his drone the robot. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. That's Can cool. he see that thing? Does that allow him to see? I, that's what it looks like, right? Like he, what he, what the drone sees is what he sees, and that's it. Are you sure? Yeah, because he himself is blind. Right. But the drone, okay. that because he controls me. the drone, right? Because when these episodes, yes, I, I, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. The okay and. So Naomi is on the behemoth and enter one of my favorite characters in the show. Old boy? Place Ashford. Oh, yes. Is an old boy. (coughs) See, that's who I called old boy. As soon as he entered the screen, I looked at him. I said, that's an old boy. An old boy. That's my old boy. But put respect on this old boy. I have a feeling. I have a feeling since you like this character, he's going to be around for a little while. He is awesome. I, um... He is a lot like Fred Johnson, and and I'm uh, with the OPA in general. It, you kind of misjudge him back and and but then you misjudge him the other way. Then you misjudge him the other way. You're you can't seem to peg down his motives, um, because you're seeing it from the perspective of the main crew. But when you step away from that, um, it's a lot deeper and more intricate than it first seen. Right, and I I feel like he is 
definitely going to be a super important character. And I, I'm going to have to keep my eye out for him because he's, again, in the next few episodes, we see that he makes helps make some big decisions. And it always is in the middle of the big decisions. Yeah, he's definitely um, a character to look out for. And like I said, he's a lot like uh, Fred Johnson in that sense. But yeah, so Clayton Ashford is... Uh, do you remember... And this is going to be, honestly, a bit of a shame going forward in the show because of casting issues. Uh, not Fred Johnson, but the other OPA guy. Oh my God, I'm flanking. Dawes? So right yes, Anderson Dawes. Mm-hmm. So, Clay Ashford is under his, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, just like Naomi right and Drummer are under Fred, yeah, right? under Fred Johnson. Yep, yep. You got it right. So he's he's been assigned as like basically Anderson Dawes's like uh, representative. His faction yes. is representative. Yes. Because remember the OPA is like multiple factions. Allowance, yeah, as an alliance of multiple factions. And right. Anderson Dawes's faction's uh, representative on their ship is Clayce Ashford. Mm-hmm. Um, and they stole a holy ship, so that's nice. That's good on them, you know. Good karma and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that could ever go wrong. Um, yeah, and... that's like a that's gonna something's bad's gonna happen to that ship. Thank you. Now I know. <laughs> so Ashford, when he as soon as he comes in, he immediately starts to kind of step on everyone's toes, right? Like he yeah. he's it's, not it's the a captain big peeing match. Yeah, he's not the captain of the ship. Yet, and he pretends to be respecting Ashford, or sorry, drummer. Drummer, but um, like, I don't know, like, just kind of just whenever, asserts his yeah, just, yeah, just kind of like undermines basically. Drummer, mm-hmm. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yes, I, I, I don't know, I, I didn't like his in- entrance, but. I knew he was going to be an important character because I made a big deal about him entering the scene. Yeah, he he's awesome. Um, I'm not going to tell you why he's awesome, but he's awesome. Son of a gun. Thank you, Moss. Thanks for telling me something and then not explaining. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Intentionally vague. Um, True. But uh, Naomi has caught someone drug dealing and she's like, you know, this doesn't fly here. And, mm-hmm. uh Drummer, uh, space is one of them. Try, doesn't she try to? Or no, she tries to, yeah, but she doesn't right. go she through with it to, because uh, Ashford, Ashford stops her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually the thing. Okay, and this is where I started. At first, I didn't like him, and this is what I'm talking about. Of course, when I first watched the show, at first mm-hmm. I didn't like him based off his entrance, and then he made this point, and I was like, he's got a point though. Um, right. See, the thing is, is that the Innes. Urza and Mars look at the belt as a bunch of savages. Right? Well, like of, not even savages, but like gangsters, right? Yeah. And you're right. On a certain level, they kind of have earned that reputation. Right. Now, we don't know enough about the history to really tell if the OPA earned that um, reputation or the inners just were racist towards them. And, you know, when you treat someone like an animal, then eventually they start acting like an animal anyways. Yes, it's one of those Which... situations. So we don't know what came first, right? But regardless, um, Ashford is here to try and kind of clean it up, right? Like make them 
be taken seriously. And right. I love what he talks about. He said, like, the rule of we law. built this shit. No, not, not that. But uh, when he was talking about the, uh, when he gave a speech about the behemoth, he said, like, you know, we built this. This behemoth was built by the belt. Right. You know, because if you look at all the belter ships, they're like, He's I mean, together. my God, you know, when you, you know, sometimes you see that in the, uh, in the highway, sometimes some guy driving like some old 1996, like beat up, uh, Volkswagen bug. Yes. Right. Like, it's like, oh my God. Like, obviously I'm not saying just that person, or anything <laughs> like that, but you can tell that that person more like more than likely is not very well off financially speaking. Right. But the thing is, with the belt, all of their ships are like that. They all mm -hmm. look very, like, scratched parts and, yeah, rusted, old, and broken down. And, like, look, it looks like it's been held together by string, literally. Right. And, like, almost zero quality of life features. Like, compared to that to the Rasenate, where you can just talk to the ship, and the ship does, like, 90% of everything. Yeah. DMCs, nuclear warheads. Yeah, everything. What is that injections um, they put in their back when they jump? Uh, I think that's to um, Help with make the G sure they don't pass out from the G. Yeah, the G yeah. Dang, that's tough on your body. Yeah. So, you know, they have like top of the line stuff. So mm -hmm. Ashford wants the belt to be taken seriously because for the longest time it was Earth Bunch and of Mars. heathens. Yeah, Earth and Mars talking out between themselves. And then the belt just wasn't even in the table. And now Ashford is very realistic. This and this comes with that age wisdom. He's very realistic. He knows now, like this is our opportunity to mm -hmm. really make a name for ourselves, and we right. can't mess it up by spacing people and giving us a bad name, anyways. Yeah, because and, and the other thing is that they're all right there, right? The other the Earth and Martian ships, they're right there. I so can if, see if that. we space them, they can see it, and. Yeah, he he is not he's not uh, I when I first saw this, I thought, OK, this is cool. But then I, um, I, I started thinking, what if he's doing this to try and gain support to usurp drummer? Right, which is um, very likely. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing that happens within the OPA, right, is that they can never move forward because they're not one unified faction. There right. are like several Back, multiple factions, factions yep. yeah so and you know when you said usurper like usurp every time i think usurp i think usurper aaron yeager when the warhammer titan talks to the attack titan oh my god dude that's the best really thing. when i think of usurper i think of robert baratheon oh no i guess two different <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just cool but anyways yeah i I knew he has to have something else under his sleep or he's doing something for the better of the belts that he thinks is better for the belt than what they're offering. All right. So, and then the other POV, this is a ship with a bunch of mechanics. If I have it right. Uh huh. Um, Melba co. And I don't know the other guy's names. Oh, <laughs> But it's some old guy who's close to retirement and some young guy who's... In, or is, it, is it say... You said Melbeb? Melba. Melba, and... Ren, Hazuki, and another 
another engineer, I think. Right? Yeah, and so they're on a the Song Un, which I yeah. guess is some, um, I don't know, uh, some like cargo ship or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure exactly sure what that. It doesn't seem big enough or armed well enough for it to be a warship, but it seems like just like a transport. Yeah, something like that. But they are mechanics working on that ship. So Melba puts an explo uh, an explosive device on it. Um. And she ends up killing that mechanic guy. Yeah, so what's with the super strength lady? Uh, I didn't um, understand what happened there. So we do find out later that that is Clarissa Mao. Yes, but... Um, but she takes, strength? like, some... She, it's almost like she swallows something. So it's, it's a drug. Yeah, that's what it... That's definitely what it feels like. It's like it, like it's it's like she bites down on something, almost like the way I would describe it is if you ever seen those movies where the spies would eat those cyanide pills. Yeah, well, she you hear that cracking noise. She crushed that dude's head. She crushed that dude's head. I was just yeah, like amazed. I was, I was like, and then she folded him up like a can to put in a, like a dude. The way that his head like made that cr sickening crunch, uh, his face like folded in like literally like a brutal, brutal. That was a blow-up doll. Yeah, and, oh my god, that was I was not expecting that. Um, but yeah, so she and she feels really bad about doing it. So just for the I don't know even know why I said it like that, almost like a lawyer. But she, <laughs> like I'm trying to I don't know justify the means. Her. Yeah, did justify what she did. She, she did, guys. She felt awful. Guys, she um, just felt terrible about murdering that fellow. It's fine. Yeah. But we did, did get to learn a little bit, and this is not relevant to anything, but it was just cool for me as a tech guy. Not that kind of tech guy, but tech guy nonetheless. Uh, when they showed, like, it is an old ship, the Sangun, and she put, like, some power coupling thing. She said, like, you know, make sure you put it in correctly because if that one fails, then it causes a chain reaction, and then you get, like, yeah. a whole some meltdown. Fail-safe. Yeah, it's like a fail-safe thing, he says. But that is such garbage design because it fits both ways right right it's not like a usb where if you're plugging it in it can only go in one way you're yeah, telling this is double-sided yeah but that's usb c but this thing it fits both ways but if you put it in one way it's incorrect and it can cause a chain reaction and the whole ship is like first done paperweight. so <laughs> that is just garbage design that was the first thing i thought of I'm sorry I'm spending way more time on this than I expected, but that was so dumb. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, these, this is not Martian engineering, clearly. This is why I'm team Like some belter, belter engineering. Ooh, throwing shade on them belters. It's fine. Uh, it just is what it is. But, um... So, the this episode ends with that, uh, what is it? That one belter guy who got ripped in half. So the episode ends with him flying through and flying. And when that happens, Holden is, I think, in his room or something like that. Yes. And then Miller, a Miller shows Miller up. Miller pops up. Ooh. Hallucination. Okay. Um, or is it, or is it, or is it the proto molecule talking to Holden? Uh, what do you think? I'm not going to comment one way or another. 
Uh, I think it's. I think it has to be something with the protomolecule, and the only reason I think that is because the way Miller died was to the protomolecule, correct? Okay, so hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, reword that. I don't think Miller died because of what? Right, the protomolecule. Well, yeah. Uh, why did he die? The nuke exploded. No, right? No. Well, yes, but he died with the protomolecule. So you think On maybe means. there's. Maybe there's some subconscious there, okay. transfer or something like that. Because obviously the protomolecule can talk across space. We we know that. Yeah. Think, right. Something But yeah. So I think that they're not. I think that he's talking to like Holden because that's like the last person that like I guess he was kind of close to, give or take. Okay. All right. Um, I guess we will figure out, but. Uh, we, the viewer, knows that Miller appears right when um, <laughs> the poor Belter boy goes through <laughs> the ring. <laughs> and so the characters themselves will figure it out sooner, which I'd like. This is another thing. Um, is I that a like Leroy Jenkins moment? That, that guy definitely yeah, Leroy that, that about Jenkins. Go, if there's no other Leroy, if that's not Leroy Jenkins moment, I don't know what is. That, that one is for <laughs> sure. Um but this is one of the things I liked about the show is we, the viewer, knows that when the ring activated, he started seeing Miller. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess in a lot of other shows, they would drag that character finding out for like forever. Right. Like, I think it was actually in this next episode, episode was it eight? Where mm-hmm. Holden figures out that he started seeing Miller right when the kid uh, blasted himself. Yeah. So I, it was if it was not this one, I think it was <laughs> after. But mm-hmm. yeah, it. I, I it, from to me, it's just it feels like unnecessary plot stretching. If it's done well, it's done well, and I'm not gonna complain in that situation. But there are certain shows, animes, I think, especially do that a lot. Where right. a certain character won't figure out something for a really long time, and you, the audience, are just like, "Okay, dude, it's been like five seasons. Let's go." Right. And it's just that one character, right? Like everyone exactly. around the character knows something, and then that character just takes forever to knows out. nothing, right? Yeah. So I, I did like this. It it didn't feel like stretched out just to you know fill the pages, so to speak. Yeah, and we forgot to mention before we went on the next episode, we forgot to mention that in this episode, Amos denies two different people, a man and a woman, for yes. friendly activity. Dude, man. And he's like, he's like, I don't eat where I poop in a more negative way. But still, I thought that was yep. freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so... This next episode is a little kind of all over the place. Again, we have different characters in different locations. I was trying to on Earth and whatnot. So it's yeah, thank the Lord. Of, She's out of space. <laughs> she hates space. Um, and we have Melba in um, uh, as as a new character. Uh, I, I'm just going to call her Clarissa. Her name is Clarissa now. Dun, dun, Clarissa? Dun. Clarissa, yeah. Uh, Julie Mao's older <laughs> sister. Yes, the one that calls her Brad eventually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, we have you know, a new character. We're following the behemoth, Clarissa's ship, along with that doctor that that 
pastor doctor lady anna i'll be honest yeah. okay that actress i don't like her she why is uh just the way she acts it's just it's weird I, I don't even understand what i'm supposed to be getting from that character she's I like condescending almost yeah it, the way she talks even when she's trying to sound like genuinely like nice and caring i think that i think you nail on the head it feels like she's being condescending. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen her in one other show, and that show got canceled after two seasons called <laughs> And she was the same in that show, too. Just, I don't know. I, I, I don't like her as an actress. She's just a yucky person, yeah? Yeah. Um, and I don't know about yucky, but I just think that she is Super not yucky. a great actress. No, she's talking down to you, Moss, and I think you should yeah, hate she's her. She's talking down to me specifically, and I, I just not having it. Good. <laughs> so, um, Miller has shown up to Holden, and Holden's like freaking out, and he. Why is he always sweating? The dude looks like he's always sweating. You talking about Holden? <laughs> yeah. Face uh, Holden's life is a very stressful life. I know. Poor guy. Um, so Holden, uh, he starts running several medical scans on himself. Everything's coming up normal. Gives himself a protomolecule scan. And we don't find out later until Amos is talking to Alex about Alex, it. Alex, about it. Uh, but he gave himself like 30, 35, 40 scans of the protomolecule. And Amos is like, or sorry, Alex is like, what? He's like, they're all negative. And then... That, and that's even more troubling, right? Because if you got a positive scan for something like the protomolecule, you might scan it several times because you want it, you want it to see Be for it sure. But the fact that you're con- you've gotten a negative test and you keep scanning yourself, continuously getting a negative test, that 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 that's weird in a different way. It's it's like um, it's like optional insanity. <laughs> yeah, it's like what is that means. He, that means that person thinks that there's something wrong with them, and they're scanning themselves over and over again, hoping to figure out, okay, well, I'm not seeing things. It's happening to me because I have this disease, right? They're trying to find something, yes. Yes, find something to blame, kind of, right? Like, if you just started hallucinating, you'd be like, okay, what what did I eat different? What did I inhale different? <laughs> you know, am Oops. I, am, yeah, you know, if, because if you didn't, if nothing in your diet or interactions or anything like that or exposure nothing changed that's scary right because that means that hallucination is in you mentally which you means what I'm it, trying to say? am i making sense i hope i mean it's either two things at that point it's either some sort of divine intervention or you're actually going yeah. nuts yes yes thank you okay so I'm, I'm making sense thank you and yet how do you prove divine intervention you can't so then you just think you're so going you nuts the entire time insane yeah <laughs> Oops. Uh, God, what a terrible battle to fight. Um, so the Sang-Un is flying around and is set to blow up thanks to Clarissa. And on board the Rasanate, they have the camera guy who's replacing some ship modules. Yeah, like some computer module, like the glass things. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> I feel like that should be... Way easier locked down. Yeah, I that mean, doesn't make that, any that sense. That should at to least me. open by like voice activated, where it can recognize the actual members of the crew, because that just seems so 
Hairless. This seems like okay. This is gonna sound really mean. This is like riding. belter level design. It was. Martian's messed up. Yeah. Someone phoned it in when they designed that part of the ship for sure. Yeah, and I. They messed up on that one because when you think all the critical components need to be locked down, like I would even think to go as far as like DNA scan. Because, like, that runs the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And not just runs the ship. It's everything. That's communication. And, dude, if you have no communication in the water, like I'm talking on the ocean, like modern times, if you have no communication... You're panicking. That yeah, that sucks. Uh, I've I've uh, read some... I don't know if it was read or watched something on TikTok of some sailors. Like, I'm talking, like, you know, they're fish, fishermen or, like, cargo people. Mm-hmm. You know, the massive, like, barges. The cargo haulers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, like, if you had no instruments for, like, talking. D-travel, even that. Dude, that sucks. And that's just the water where we have satellites and everything to catch you and, like, see and, you know, mm-hmm. for rescue and whatnot. Space? Oh, boy. Yeah, depending on how far you're out, too. Like, dude, it's even worse. That is terrifying. Um, But yeah, no, like I said, uh, bad bad Martian engineering. That was probably done by some intern and no one just checked. (laughs) (laughs) Intern engineers drawing up plans for a spaceship. Good idea. Yeah. So Melva and the rest get back onto the Thomas Prince. Is it there? Thomas Prince? Mm -hmm. It's that big capital ship. So they're on these big capital ships, and they um, they're heading to the ring along with Anna, who's on there, with some of the other ministers and pastors and rich people who bought their way into it. Um, yeah, rich people. But later on, Melba detonates the explosive you know, on the Samoon, destroying it. Yep. Um, and they they're, they're they're the blame is end up going not where it needs to be. <laughs> Yes, because when that cameraman guy infiltrated the ship, he basically got rid of their own communication, and he streamed out a fake video of Holden claiming responsibility for the terrorist act and under the name of the OPA. Yeah, which is ridiculous because... See, and that's the thing. Like, I think, obviously, the Clarissa girl and that video camera guy are in cahoots. Have to be. Yeah. Yep. So this um this is not great. Yeah, for holding it's bad. Yeah, and so on the behemoth, things got a little spicy. Because now all of a sudden you have Naomi's like, no, 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 they would not do that. We can't do anything. We, you know, we need to like, right. cool their heads for real. We can't act. And Ashford's like, listen, if we don't fire on the Rasenate, even if they don't, did, if even if they didn't do it, if we don't fire on the Rasenate, we're all screwed. Right. Right. And we're all gonna get shot down by because the UN, the UN thinks that we're all part of it. Right. They're ready to fire. Why is the UN always ready to fire? Come on. Does nothing ever change? That's that's the thing with the military people, man. When when you're 
you know, when you're trained to just be a hammer, then all you see is nails, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, military people, sometimes you... I am glad that they have pastors and other, like, non-military personnel on the Thomas Prince, so you can have somebody to try and talk sense into them. Not that I think it, that would really matter, because they're there as, like, dignitaries. They're not... They have no actual authority over the ship. And then, this is nothing... I mean, this is no disrespect to anybody in the military or anything like that, but if you meet somebody in the military, it's very... It's very hammer nail. Yeah. It, 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 that's it's just the reality of the situation. Solution. Yes. And it's, and, and it's funny because like, people seem to think that there's no consequence. Even though they might have made the decision, regardless of the cause or the problem, there's still a consequence for it. Your mental health, your physical health, your this, your that. It's just what price are you willing to pay for the outcome? Uh, I will say, though... Uh, what's his face? The cameraman guy was in cahoots with Clarissa, but I do believe him when he says he didn't know what, what would happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, and, and I believe him because now he was in the ship that's in danger. Yeah, because but still, dude, like that guy should have known if he was gonna get caught if they if something oh, happened to the ship. Get and, absolutely, get yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he knew that was gonna happen. Like there was a good chance. But I guess preparing yourself to die is never an easy thing. Yep. But anyways, um, yeah, so the behemoth talks to the Thomas Prince, and they're like, mm -hmm. you've got one minute to fire. And uh, Ashford's like, all right, we got to go ahead and fire because they're going to give us one minute. And Holden's in a nutshell right now in a room by himself. Yeah. And so they go to fire. The behemoth does. And it overloads the power, and they're not able to fire anything because Oops. what else could go wrong? Power failure. Uh, again, um, the, I'll, I'll give the Belters some slack. This is their first uh, go at it with a capital ship. So, yeah, and that it did go well. Let's just put and, it that way. And it was not meant to be a warship, right? It was not meant right. to fire torpedoes. It was meant to carry a bunch of Mormons to oblivion. Yeah, basically. Um, so they're fired upon, and Amos is like doing every he can, everything he can to like maintain distance and get far away because once the torpedo fires, talking about Alex. Uh, yeah, sorry, Alex. I was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Amos is like, Captain, you need to tell us. He's like, listen, I need to speak to Miller because Miller's like disappeared. Um, and then. Yeah. Amos, <laughs> And then, like, uh, Holden comes back. He's like, we need to fly through the ring gates and... Oh, God. Uh, you know, this... like, slow down. Like, as soon as you get to the ring, you need to slow down. And so they get through the ring gate, and they make it because, of course, they do. They're main characters. We can't have the show without Amos, Alex, and Holden. And I guess cameraman plus... Documentary. Yeah, I'm um, mad at those people. But they get through the ring. And I do like how he so figured out... I like how he figured. Well, it, the missile made it through the ring, yes, but it didn't work. Yes. I like how he figured out how to get through the ring. Yes, by slowing down. Um. Yeah. Um. Like a threat. So, uh, the start of next episode starts off right where the last one ended, 
And the the crew of the rest of the are like, why is this missile not hitting us? Why is it frozen? And the thing is, it's not frozen. It is still moving. It is just slowed down by a lot. Why um, is that? We'll find out. Well, <sighs> um, I mean, the protomolecule like throws off physics for like everything. We've seen that with the uh, back when they were trying to hit Eros with uh, the behemoth or the Navu. Right. Back when the behemoth was called the Navu. Um, but yeah, so, and the, now the missile is, like, I think, handed to the center. Yes. Uh, and there's, like, some, like, I want to say a planet. It's even too small to be. Bubble. It's not even, like, a ship size. It's actually a small, like, just spherical ball in the middle of the ring world. Right. Ring world? Yeah, I guess, okay, ring world. Ring gate. Ring world. Uh, nope, you already said it. All right, ring lock world. that one in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so like, Martian... sorry, go ahead. the physics in this in this ring world are probably going to be something that they're not used to. So like, they really are. Every everybody that goes into that ring is at a stalemate, right? Technically speaking. Um, so it's before long, other ships start following them in. Uh, the Thomas Prince is not coming, but the Martian ship has. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, the Martians don't like them, <laughs> they took the Rasenate. It was uh, salvage, dude. Yeah, it, and I'll be honest, if I was the MCRN, I just like write that off at that point because you're not getting that back, first of all. Second of all, the Rasenate's crew has done a massive service to the entire system by stopping a war. A war that you might have been able to win. I'm talking to you, Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, that you might have been able to win, but you wouldn't have... It would have been a Pyrrhic victory, which is a word I learned from Total War. Um, the the victories... No. Oh, they're so much fun. Total War, um, no, I haven't played that game um, but yeah, Pyrrhic victory, for those of you who don't know, is, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, is just when you win, but it's like... At the cost. Yeah, it came at a brutal cost. And that's what that war was, by the way, for both yes. Earth and Mars. Whoever was coming out of that was not coming out of that unscathed. Right. It would have been like you're destroying more than you're actually taking. Yeah, yeah. At that, it, it, it was going to be one of those wars where at a certain point... Um, the both sides were going to have to start determining determining whether or not the uh, continuing to fight the war is worth the death toll and the damage that it was going to be doing. That's just terrible. Yeah, dude, war sucks. It makes for great stories and games and stuff, but man, war really does suck. And I think Expanse does a really good job about showing that. Uh, sometimes, if you if you, if you're not paying attention properly. You'll miss it. You you would think that Game of Thrones does a great job at, uh, at the anti-war message, which it does, by the way. I, I do think Game of Thrones does a great job about that by showing just how dirty and, you know, not heroic war truly is. But uh, Expanse really shows, like, the toll that it takes on a society, I think. By, That's like, awful. Um, showing you how many are dead and whatnot. Kind of like the big picture, like, top-down view. Yeah, like nobody really wins type deal. Yeah. yeah, and you can see how both sides are operating in the, like the 
what is it? The the fog of war, and yeah. they don't really know what the other side is thinking and what the gray zone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating stuff, but yeah, it's scary all the same. Mm-hmm. Um. So, okay, so okay, let me ask you: What do you think about the like the ring world? This inside this space. Okay, so obviously we just see what we see of the ring right now is just the ring in one dimension because we see we see it straight on. We haven't seen that the ring has a backside, so I don't know if there's a bubble behind it. Wait, wait, but, okay, hold on. So the ring activated, right? And we saw all the way through the ring, right? Right. So there's nothing on the backside. Like, there's no bubble that's created. It's just a portal. It's a portal. Okay. To where, though? To this. That was not question. To this to, space. This is right. a dimension. Yeah, yeah. Whatever dimension. dimension. Whatever it is, yeah. And, so I, I don't I don't understand what you mean by the backside because we we see the entirety of the right you see all the way through right yeah. but when the portal is made is there anything behind it or is it just the portal is there a bubble behind it oh you're talking about like in our solar system if you go behind it like on the other side of the ring without yes. going through it what's behind right. it I see what's behind what it. But I'm assuming that doesn't mean anything because it could just be a ring, a portal floating in space, basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I got you. Um, Which probably just, I mean, it's obviously a gate to somewhere further off in the universe. But that makes me think that something sent the proto molecule, just then extracted by humans. Something somebody sent the protocol proto molecule to humans so it could make this gate just to get closer to this solar system. Maybe to extract the data. But it, it, there's an outside entity. It has to be. Okay. And do you think it's actively controlling I don't I that I don't know. Or is I it know. okay. Okay. I've never thought about that. But uh, there's gotta be something because it just seems too convenient that it it built a stargate in the middle of the solar system. Like, come on. Like, it's it's for a purpose. There's a purpose. Now I know that the proto molecule had a purpose. That's fair. Um, so. There's a, I guess there's a lot happening at the same time. Um, Amos, basically spaces, uh, uh, what's her name? Monica. Monica. Monica and uh, the, the cameraman guy. Cameraman. Yeah, he's him, a like, weirdo. He freaks me out. Yeah, he is. Uh, tells him, like, go back to the Martians and just tell him what happened here. And, like, you know. And it, it was like, what are you doing? He's like, they're not useful to us anyways. They're just dead weight. And, you know, if they get caught in the crossfire, then they're going to get hurt for sure. Right. And this way, we can at least. they We can't talk to anybody. This way, we can at least send them a message. Tell them that it wasn't us. Explain to them what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, instead of actually just killing these people, we can give them an option to, like, not die because they screwed us over. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a fair call. Yeah, I I do, too. I just think that he, his way, way about going, no, how do you, how do I word that? That the way he goes about doing <laughs> stuff is a little, how do I put this? questionable 
Well, it's more like it's more like he like hits the violence wall pretty quick. Like, oh, you're not gonna speak to me after my first time trying? Yeah, I'm gonna slit your throat. Oh. Oops. So, um, you see what I'm saying? Like, he goes yeah. to violence pretty quickly. He uh, he goes to violence pretty quickly, and it's for him, it's very nonchalantly. Yeah. Like he doesn't think. Uh, to him, he doesn't think there's anything wrong with being violent, and, and like. If somebody needs to be killed, they need to be killed. And for him, it's just, that's that kind of scenario. White and black. Yeah, yeah. Very black and white and like, all right, he's got to die. And so be it. I'm I'm cool with pulling the trigger. And it's, again, it goes back to his his childhood of where I think he got that piece of his brain removed or at least damaged or something like that. Yes. uh, Where, you know, he can't feel empathy or he Mm -hmm. doesn't understand morality. And he needs someone to... I guess guide him through it all. Um, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, so on the behemoth, and this is—they're still in the solar system. They're not inside the ring world yet. Um, drummer gives her own little Independence Day speech. I know. Gets the crowd riled up, Baltaloda, um, and they like all cheer, hoorah, and then they get to the all ring. stopping in a very Nazi fashion. No big deal. Yeah. Um, and so they make their way through the ring, and Naomi's trying to uh, sneak out of the behemoth to get back onto the Rasenate, to which, what's her face? Uh, drummer. Drummer, drummer catches, catches her. her. Yeah, and then... Let's her go. Fine, you can go. Uh, to, uh, which, you know, I'm sure we're going to hear something about it from old boy. New old boy. Clay's New old boy. Here. No old boy. No old boy. Yeah, I like that one. So... Uh, the Thomas Prince, by the way, is also not through the ring world at this point. Um, and, but, you know, because the ring world's kind of, like, activated and they're going to be going through it, the people are evacuating. Like, the the civilians. They're leaving. Yes. Um, but... It's more like a military action more than yeah, it is. Now, a... now, all of a sudden, like, we need to secure it with military first, make sure it's safe before we can really open it up to the public. Unless the people will uh, splash. <laughs> I'm not exactly a big fan of that line. Of lo- I understand that line of logic works on paper, but in practice it's been used to... It's been abused, let's just say. Um, and we see it right here, right away, right? Because they're evacuating all of them, but then uh, one of the girls, I think her name is Lily? No, Tilly. Tilly. Um, she's one of the rich people that bought her way in. She like blackmails one of the commanding officers on the ship to let her stay. Um, Probably some, yeah. Yeah. And so Anna sends her final message to her wife before getting ready to go to the ring world. This I'm is descending. So and again, the way she even talks to her wife here, just again, it just feels kind of fake. I, I, I don't, I don't want to spend too much talking about how much I don't like her acting, but yeah, it's just, this was another example of a conversation. I remember watching it and I wanted to try and give her a benefit of the doubt after my many rewatches to try and like her more. And I'll be honest, I think I like, dislike her even more. <laughs> yeah. I tend to like not watch when she's on the screen, like full honesty, full blown honesty. My attention span goes to like negative three when she's on the screen. If really? we had to put a number, yeah, I just, I just don't care. I'm more interested in what everybody else is doing. To be honest with you, even Drummer and Naomi during those scenes, I was more interested. Ashford. 
Yeah, Ashford, man. Clayce Ashford. Um, so we do see a bit of a uh, backstory for Clarissa. Um, it seems like Julie Mao got all the attention because she seemed like kind of a rebellious child, which I've seen this sometimes with parents where the rebellious child somehow becomes their favorite because that child has quote unquote character and is like fun and has like a per sounds so dis demeaning, but it's true. Where those character, those uh, kids have more charismatic, charismatic, yeah, 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 more charisma, more personality, more character, however you want to put it. These are kids are harder to raise, but because they're, um, you know, they're there's so much work. Yeah, there's so there's so much work for the parent to raise that that kid just becomes like their favorite kid. And that, right. that sucks. I, I hate when parents do that, but th this is true. This, this definitely happens. Right. Clarissa seems like the good kid. She seemed like the kid who um, did everything that her father wanted. Uh, you know, planned that party that they were that they were having, and right. cared about her father's image in the public sphere and everything like that. So Hear what people thought, mm -hmm. and she did. She was the model daughter essentially, and she was kind of just ignored the side. in favor of. Julie Mao. Yeah. Um, but Julie Mel ha Julie Mao had her dad pegged correct. So if you really look yes. at it like yeah. Julie was the one that really understood the world. I agree. No, I agree. I but I think and I've seen this generally it happens with the older kid. The older mm -hmm. kid is the one that will generally try and uh impress a parent and the rebel is generally going to come from like the middle one. Mm -hmm. At least, and I'm talking at least for kids when they're a little younger. Right. Um, but, yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> it, it, this was sad to see. Uh, and I'm sure we're gonna... This show, again, does not do flashbacks that often. And I think a lot of shows have started using flashbacks very uh, liberally. And they just kind of throw them out all the time, which... Right. I'm not complaining about because I love backstory and history and, um, you know, if, if you use flashbacks really well, which to be honest, a lot of shows do, um, they can really add uh, to the mystery or they can answer questions in a very effective way. Right. But this show, I feel like doesn't really do it to answer questions so much as it does to flesh out characters. Give them the full backstory. Yes. Uh, because a lot of other shows will do backstory, and I'm not complaining about this. A lot of other shows will do backstories in a way to answer a mystery question, right? Like right. we'll be wondering who is the man in the mask. Then we'll see snippets of backstory to kind of fill in who the man in the mask could be. Could have and been. This, yeah. I feel like, like for example, the butcher of Anderson Station, right? Fred Johnson. We saw a backstory. Uh, sorry, a flashback of that, but it wasn't to try and like answer a mystery it was just to flesh out fred johnson's history right. um so i, I like that it, the, uh, these flashbacks are more character driven than they are plot driven and, and i would have i wouldn't have felt close to the character if they wouldn't have gave me i think i felt a little bit closer to the character just because they gave me that backstory yep. just, just a little bit closer not really yeah. crazy but so um again not to sound like a lawyer but what do you think of clarissa mao I just think she's a child that's trying to prove herself now. It's got to be that way. That's just the way it is. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think she's going to die trying? Yes. Yes. Okay. There will be a death. Okay. Uh, I... Do you think she will... It will be one of those uh, heroic deaths where she realizes the error of her ways and sacrifices herself? Or... Something like that. Uh, or is she gonna die no, I think she's going to burn out. She's okay. going to die ceremoniously. All right. Okay. Um, so <coughs> I am going to be looking forward to it. Um, Holden suits up and he starts flying to the center of the ring thingy, that little sphere. Yep. And, I mean, dude, he's listening to this. Let's say that it's a conscious... It's a consciousness that's transmitting into his brain through a frequency. I don't. Do you believe it? Like, how do you have the faith yeah, to believe thing, that? Though, how can you not? Like, it saved your life going to the ring, though. No. Yeah, but again, maybe it wants to pull you into the ring because it needs you for its own ends. Okay. The, okay, it, that's actually a fair one. That is a fair one. I mean, and that's great. Like, I, I don't know. It's like. This could be the Antichrist, quote unquote speaking. This could be the Antichrist, and you're just flying right in the middle. Of... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's just very trusting for something he just. Maybe I'm not trusting enough. I don't know. It's just something where it's like, oof, That's this fair. is off. That is fair. So, are there any updates on favorite characters, favorite events, or predictions or like just overall comments about the show so far amos is my favorite character okay by far i think we've already established that maybe right. um holden's losing his marbles i i think holden's gonna lose all the marbles i don't know he just seems like he's going nuts okay um i want to know what drug that lady took to crush that dude's skull <laughs> i want that drug um, and I, I really, my, my, the one answer I really want to find out is who's controlling the total molecule outside of the known space that these characters know about. It's got to be. This is this. It's too perfect. The way that it's operating is too perfect. I mean, okay. If if you look seriously, look at the, it, 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 what thing in like. I, I was listening to a podcast of Joe Rogan the other day that there was a fungus that's supposedly more intelligent than humans, blah, 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 blah. That was the claim. A fungus that's more intelligent than humans? Well, it's from outer space and it's supposed to be, it's supposed to have to be intelligent. I don't, I don't remember the whole premise of the Joe Rogan podcast. But, like, what if it's something like that? What if it's like they sent this, they genetically engineered this thing to go out and create stargates throughout the universe so an entity can travel to different places more efficiently? Okay. But we only see the one gate thing. Yeah, that's to that maybe certain galaxy, right? So right, but there's so there's only one entrance and exit within that ring world, and that's to our solar system. There's no entrances for anywhere else. Well, don't we see something vanish outside of the ring? That's a little of... probe thing, but we don't know what happened to that. 
Okay, right, so, so that's actually a good uh, conversation to have too. I, I should have brought that up. They send out a probe that goes into the edge of the ring world yeah. thing and it just disappears. Um, and that could be the other part of the universe where they're at. Okay. That's fair. That is definitely fair. But that if there is nothing else, uh, then I we can go ahead and end the episode there. Next episode, we will be finishing the end of season three. That's episodes 10 through 13. Um, and I can confidently say it's about to get real. Yeah, and it, I, you know, I messed up and didn't want, didn't watch all the episodes till ten, so we'd be a little further ahead. But now since we're gonna finish the season on all this, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome, you know, because obviously things are gonna start converging quickly. I cannot freaking wait. Uh, so this, the ending of this season is phenomenal. Um. I think I had said the beginning of season two was one of my favorite starts. Uh, was it maybe even season three, the beginning, but the ending of season three was just amazing. Right. I uh, think I, you keep telling me that. Yeah. I, I think you'll definitely like it. And to be honest, season six is just, whew, the, the final season is just, um, oh, it's breathtaking. Um, but yeah, I cannot wait. Cannot wait till we cross that point. Uh, right. But yeah, next episode, like I said, season three, episodes 10 through 13. Until next time. Thank you, everyone. Yeah.